Welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show, where wealth includes much more than just money. It includes family, fitness, romance, and all the other parts of a balanced life. Listen and learn how 70% of the millionaires in America made their money using real estate. Now your host, real estate investor and consultant, Steve Davis. Good afternoon and welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where as always, we're here together working to improve our financial IQ. Um, Total Wealth Academy is an education and mentoring program. We're a real estate investor club, basically, and we teach people how to use real estate to build a second stream of income that comes in for the rest of their lives. This seems to be the only business model that's working in America today. 95% of Americans are either dead or unable to retire by age 65. Only 5% are retiring and thriving in retirement. And the good news is we know what they're doing. We have studied it and found that almost all of them have what we're talking about, second streams of income. Some of them have third, fourth, fifth, and so on. But the power of a second stream of income is, and I want you to imagine this as if it's real. Let's say your bills are 5000 a month and you have 10000 a month in income from your 20 little rent houses. Do you have to go back to work? You don't. Do you have to put up with crap from your job? You don't. Do you have to sell a product you don't believe in? You don't. Do you have to spend 60, 70 hours a week at a job? You don't. Imagine having $10,000 a month in passive income for the rest of your life. What would that mean to you? What about peace of mind? Because it's not if you're going to get a pay cut. It's not if you're going to get fired. It's when. If you got fired, would you care? No. Because <laughs> your bills are paid. And you got an extra 5000 for romance, travel, whatever you want to do with it. And I think people have trouble imagining that because they're not taught about a second stream of income. The only people that know about it are, are readers, people who read a lot of nonfiction books on business, on wealth. They're really the only people that know about it because it's not talked about in our schools or colleges, any part of formal education. So the only way to learn about it is to go out and study successful people. And Anybody who does is probably going to come across Warren Buffett, who said 30, 40 years ago and has said it ever since, never rely on a sole source of income, a job. Always invest to create a second stream of income. So this is nothing new, but, and I hate to say it's not a secret, but I hate to say it's a secret. It's really, it's out there. There are literally thousands of books that have talked about it. 
But the only people that are getting it are people who listen to shows like this and readers. Now, the big concern, and I'm going to address this today at the request of a listener, I'm going to go back over the bear and the bunny scenario. The bear and the bunny scenario. As it relates to life, as it relates to managing real estate, because as I said, if you had 20 rent houses, there were a lot of people going, yeah, but 20 rent houses, that'd probably take 40 hours a week. It, it's late night phone calls. It's problem tenants. It's constant leasing. It's constant turnover. In fact, I would suggest that the vast majority of you have that belief that rental property consumes a bunch of time. Nothing could be further from the truth. I can run 20 rent houses in a little over, let's say 10 hours a month. And that's being very giving. (laughs) Um, Most months it'll be a couple of hours to deposit checks and put it in your accounting software and that's it but some months you'll have a vacancy you'll have to show a property sign a lease things like that so some months might be 20 hours but most months will be one or two hours so the average is probably about 10 hours if you're making $500 a month per property that's 10,000 did I get that right yeah $10,000 a month net income how many of you would work 10 hours a month to make $10,000 a month pretty much everybody I don't know anybody who wouldn't unless they're just lazy and they don't want to work or something like that but the normal person even if I said hey you're working 50 hours a week right now would you work another 10 hours a month for $10,000 again almost everyone would do it why do so many people believe that rental property consumes a bunch of time the reason is And we discuss this on a regular basis, I know. But I'm doing this show again at the request of a listener who wants his wife to listen. You, You heard that from someone who either made it up or you heard it from a failure. Now let me ask you, do you want to base your life on stuff that people make up Or do you want to base your life on the advice of failures? I suggest neither of those things are a good option. Because would a successful real estate investor who's got, say, 100 homes, vacations out of the country once a month, would he tell you that rental property consumes a bunch of time? No. The only person that could tell you 
that wasn't making it up would be someone who mismanaged their property. We got to go to break here in a second, but when we come back, I'm going to talk about a guy who had, I think, 40 rent houses, and he was literally working to manage those 40 rent houses something like 30, 40 hours a week. He had no idea what he was doing. This is the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. Thanks for listening. If you have money in an IRA, 401k, or other retirement account, you can use it to invest passively in real estate without tax or penalty. Our average rate of return is three times that of the stock market and mutual funds with much less volatility. If you have over $70,000, you can start passive investing today. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. And we're talking about first, let's talk about what people do wrong uh, you know I'm not a big fan of learning from other people's mistakes. I prefer learning from other people's successes. But this is what most people think rental property is. This guy calls into the radio show. Just can't believe it, you know, practically. Um, I'm pretty sure he all but called me a liar. <laughs> But he wasn't mean about it. It was just a... Nah, he just thought I was lying, you know. And I convinced him to come to our free sample class. Um, At the end of the free sample class, we said, look, for 500 bucks, you can take Steve's Saturday class and he will teach you how to run your property correctly. Guy was scared to death that he was going to waste 500 bucks. And part of it is ego-based, where the ego says, nah, you've been doing, you got 40 houses, you know what you're doing. Um, you can't learn from Steve. There's nothing he can say that's secret or new, blah, blah, blah. And the ego gets involved. The other one that he had was a fear of losing 500 bucks, um, which is probably because he was not doing very well with his real estate. You know, 500 bucks was a lot to him. I would say it took us, you know, if we had a beer together. At, we always had beers after the beer and wine after the free workshop. And he had a couple beers. And finally, after 30 minutes of coaxing, um, encouraging. He did it. He goes over to the kiosk, signs up for 500 bucks. Well, after he takes the course, he actually says to me, if I'd have known that, I'd have twice as many houses as I have right now. Now, that's not the first time I've heard that, but it was the first time at my class and I realized 
that there's a lot of people out there that just think they know it all. Oh, I've got four or five rent houses. I know what I'm doing. I can't learn from Steve. Blah, 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 blah. You got to be cautious. That is the ego talking. And remember, your ego doesn't care if you get out of life what you want. It doesn't care if you get the results you want. It simply wants to appear to other people as if it has. So if you keep acting like everything's cool and go into a state of denial or delusion, you know, you're stroking your own ego. So he comes out again. He says, look, man, if I'd have known that, I'd have twice as many houses as I have right now. So here's what I taught him and what I found out about him as well. The first thing that he was doing wrong and probably the most time-consuming and utterly ridiculous, he was maintaining the properties. Something need painting? Needs painting? He goes and paints it. He thinks he's saving money. Hot water heater goes out. He tries to replace it himself. Plumbing problem, tries to fix it himself. He was a jack of all trades and a master of none. There's a rule out there, and it's been out there for quite some time. If you're picking up a paintbrush, a hammer, a saw on your rent properties, you're doing it wrong. You should never, ever touch those things. But here's why he had to touch them. The second thing he did wrong, okay, first thing is he did all the maintenance himself, thinking he's saving money, when really he was just costing himself time, energy, and he was keeping himself from moving to 80 houses because he was so busy maintaining the 40. Second thing he did wrong, he didn't even know there was such a thing as a loan that comes with rehab money. He thought that what you did was you bought a house and rehabbed it out of the cash flow, the profit each month. Warning, all that's gonna do, first off, it'll never work. Second, what it will do is three years later, the house will still be in disrepair and you will have had no cash flow. And you know what you'll say to your friends? Real estate doesn't work. I tried it for three years. Didn't make a dime. See what I mean? Failures are going to tell you how they failed. And they're not going to say they did it, that they goofed up, because they don't even know what they did wrong. Their ego is going to go, oh, it wasn't my fault. Tenants were the problem. It wasn't my fault. The market was the problem. It wasn't my fault. The banks were the problem, whatever. So he didn't know about rehabbing up front. Whenever you buy a single-family house, you make it perfect. You make it perfect. New paint, new flooring. If any system 
has less than five years left on its life expectancy, replace it the day you buy it. If that dishwasher is 12 years old and it's only going to it's only got a life expectancy of 15, guess what? Replace it. Water heater, AC, roof, less than five years expectancy, replace it. And you make the property perfect. What's going to be your maintenance costs on a house like that? Zilch for the first five or seven years. So all those maintenance costs he was eating wouldn't have existed if he had known to do this. Third mistake he made was leasing to the first person that came with the money. I mean, just greed-based, lazy, lack of knowledge, no screening, he just had no idea what he was doing. And this is where the bear and the bunny rabbit story comes in. What he was doing is what most of you think you should do when you're in sales. And when you're leasing a house, you're a salesperson. They think that a salesperson needs to be super nice, needs to be really kind, needs to really show the person that they're going to be a good landlord and take care of them. Guess what? The exact opposite is true. You want to show them you're a bear and you are not to be messed with. You're not going to be an ass. You're going to be a bear. There's a difference. But you're going to be very straightforward very matter-of-fact, very principally-centered, not friendly, but not unfriendly, if that makes sense. What this does is it scares off bad tenants. See, most people are the bunny rabbit up first, up front, I should say. They say, Oh, so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for coming to see our house. We're truly appreciative. Here's the house. It's so wonderful. We'll take care of you. Anything that goes wrong, we'll take care of it. They're just pushovers. Bad tenants love that. When I meet them, I'm like, yeah, how you doing? Great, here's the house. Um, it's 322, 1,700 square feet, uh, 1,700 a month. Security deposit is 1,900. Please take a look at the house and let me know what you think. Very matter of fact, I don't care whether you rent it or not. Do what you want attitude they tour the house they like the house they come back to me I'll be waiting in the kitchen with all the forms laid out and pens handy and they say yeah we like it great so it's big enough for you and it fits your budget yes 
Great. All right. Do me a favor then. Fill out this application. I'll need a check for 1900 for the application deposit. That will become your security deposit if I approve you. I'll need $35 per person 18 years of age or older that will be living in the property to run your credit and criminal report. Okay, we got to go to break. When we come back, I'll kind of finish uh, this abbreviated version, but you get the sense. I'm not super friendly. I'm not a bunny rabbit. I'm a bear. All right, we'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I'm your host, Steve Davis. Thanks for listening. There's an old joke. When is the best time to buy real estate? 20 years ago. When is the second best time? Today. And that is truer than ever with the impending recession and the correction that is going on right now. Real estate investors are going to make millions of dollars over the next few years because of the recession. You should take advantage of it as well. To find out how, attend our free sample class at TotalWealthAcademy.com. TotalWealthAcademy.com. Just click on the free sample class button. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and we're talking about handling the leasing process and the bear and the bunny story. And I'm in bear mode when I'm leasing. And I'm just talking about how, trying to show you how matter of fact, how calm, no sweetness, no niceness, just, hey, this is... Here it is. Check it out. You want it or not? Great. It's pretty much just like that. Then, when they hand me the check, the $1,900 for the application deposit, I look them dead in the eye and I say, you do understand that this is non-refundable unless I turn you down. I'm taking the property off the market for you if you pass the screening process, then this becomes the security deposit. Do you understand that? Okay, great. All right. I will run credit and criminal reports as soon as I get home. I should know something within about two hours. And we'll talk again. All right. Thank you for coming. I'll talk to you in a couple hours. And there's the tonality. Now, why do you do it this way? There's a rule in life that you've got to understand. If you're a jerk up front and nice later, it's infinitely more effective than being nice up front and then later needing to be a jerk. The example would be a tenant does something stupid, breaks a window, um, knocks a door off its hinges, who knows? If you're a bunny up front, then later on you've got to be a jerk. You've got to be the bear. You know what they'll say about you? They sure seem nice, but they turned out to be a jerk. But if you do it the opposite, bear first, bunny later, 
You know what they'll say? Wow, he seemed like a jerk, but he turned out to be a really nice guy. It's just the way it works. So when you're leasing, you want to be in bear mode, but extremely professional. Meaning when I told them I'd be back with them in two hours, I'll be back with them in two hours. If I can't get a hold of two landlords, I may call them in two hours to say, look, I'm still working. I've only gotten a hold of one of your previous landlords. As soon as I hear from the second one, I will call you. Professional, keep them updated, but very matter of fact. So I run home. Here's what the guy also was not doing. He didn't run a credit and criminal report. All he was doing was calling the previous landlord for a referral. He wasn't even verifying income, which is why he had so much turnover. By the way, another major mistake, he only talked to one landlord. You always talk to the current landlord and a previous landlord. Why? Because a current landlord will lie to you to get a bad tenant out. You call up, you know, hey, tell me about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, they're the greatest tenants I've ever had. I'm so sad they're moving. Take care of the property, always pay on time. Then you talk to their previous landlord and the guy goes, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Do not lease to them. They destroyed the property. They have 12 cats, six dogs. Their grandmother lives with them as well as two brothers. Just a nightmare. He wasn't even checking two landlords. And, as I mentioned, he wasn't verifying that they made three times the rent before leasing to them. You're going to do all of that. So, let's run it, run through it. You've rehabbed the property and made it perfect. Does it make sense when I say you're going to be able to pick, cherry pick tenants? Because every tenant you show the property to is going to want it. I'm telling you this straight up. When I had those 20 houses back in the last recession, I don't think I had one showing that the person didn't want the property. Because your competition is the guy I'm making fun of. They don't rehab their houses. They don't take care of them. They try to piecemeal it and jury rig it. It just, your competition is incompetent. You take my class, you will be better at real estate investing than 95% of people out there who are your competition. Then, of course, we're back to the beginning. Number one, he's doing his own maintenance. So, we're now in, once a tenant moves in, you switch from bear mode to bunny mode. Now's when you're sweet. Now's when you're kind. Got this story from a tenant, uh, I'm sorry, one of my members, 
one of the students at Total Wealth Academy. So I want to give him credit for this story. But I use this now because it's such a great story. And it is effective. Tenant has a problem. When my the guy I'm making fun of, let's call him Mr. Jones. When Mr. Jones takes a maintenance call, it's an ordeal. Ring, ring, hello. Hey, Mr. Jones, my AC's out. Really? Oh, my God. Honey, one of our ACs is out on one of our rental properties again. Oh, my God. What temperature do you keep it at? Did you change the filters? Oh, my gosh. All right. Um, let me see if I can find my AC guy. You know, it's 6 o'clock at night. Um, see what we can do. Um, all right, I'll call you back. And he hangs up. He then takes care of it, of course. But the next day, you know what he's doing? Wasting time at work, telling his co-workers about the fact that he had an AC out on one of his properties. Bitching, moaning, complaining. It's like, are you? it's ruined his life. It's a nightmare for him. Here's how you take a maintenance call. Ring, ring, hello. Oh, really? Your AC's out? Man, I am so sorry. And your wife's pregnant? Holy Toledo. I am so sorry. Hold on. My AC guy will be on the phone with you in w within 10 minutes. If I can't get a hold of him, I'll be back on the phone with you in 10 minutes. And if we cannot repair it tonight, I'm going to make sure that he brings a window unit to put in your wife's bedroom. Okay. All right, thanks a lot, and again, I apologize. Take care. Click. Honey, can you bring me another beer while I call the AC guy? There's how you take a maintenance call. And you don't talk about it and complain about it the next day at work. You just do it. Let me ask you a question. That tenant that I just put a window unit in his wife's bedroom... Are they ever moving out? The answer is pretty much no. See, the reason you go into bunny mode once they move in is a little thing called tenant retention. Tenant retention. You want to keep that family in that property as many years as possible to eliminate turnover expenses. Bear up front to scare off bad tenants and to let your tenant know that you can be a bear if you need to then bunny once they move in because it's all about tenant retention at that point this guy knew none of this stuff I'm sharing with you and he basically ran his properties into the ground instead of making 20,000 a month which is what he should have been making he was probably making four or five grand a month off his 40 rent houses. Ridiculous. So, I don't want any of you to hide behind, be afraid of, use the excuse, oh, I, 
I'd invest in real estate, but it just consumes too much time. No, it doesn't. <laughs> There's not one of you that couldn't do everything I just described if you were trained properly and you knew the right things to do. It's just not, it's easy. See, if you don't know what you're doing, real estate is hard, really, really hard. If you do know what you're doing, it's easy and it doesn't consume a bunch of time. And then after you've had these for 5, 10, 15 years, you're going to move to passive investing and that takes zero time. Z practically zero. I guess you have to read a report once a month. But it's just, real estate does not consume a bunch of time. So when I'm preaching, you need to get ready to take advantage of this recession that's coming. You need to. We'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. The rich teach their kids differently than the poor and middle class. We are teaching our students what the rich teach their kids. Learn why saving your way to retirement doesn't work and how to build a second stream of income that comes in for the rest of your life. This allows you to retire at any age and simply enjoy more of your life with peace of mind about your financial future. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and we're really talking about um, what excuses, problems people use to keep from taking action in their lives. And these excuses really destroy your life. They do. When you say, oh, I'd love to own some rental real estate, but I heard it consumes a bunch of stuff. That's an excuse and it's destroying your life and you're never going to have a second stream of income and you're probably going to retire broke you know you you've got to reach a point where you stop making excuses and you start making money cuz you can't do both so listen to what i said during this show realize that any of you even if you're working 50 60 hours a week can go out there and build a second stream of income. And then the wonderful thing is you can wean yourself off of that 60, 70 hours a week. You know, you can go to your boss and say, hey, love you. Love the company. I'm happy here. But I ain't working 60 hours a week anymore, bro. What kind of position can I get that's 40? And you wean yourself off of that 60, 70 hours. People get irritated with me when I say this, but I'm telling you, if you're working 60, 70 hours a week, who's romancing your wife? It ain't you. I know people, guys are out of the country two, three weeks a, a month. Insane. Um, okay, let's open the phone lines. 281-558-5738. Two eight one five five eight KSEV, or fire me an email. A few of you already have 
Um, it's Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. Remember, please, that my email is open to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you are in a place where you can't ask a question, you might get fired, get in trouble, or you're driving, remember my email address. It's Steve, the name of the show, dot com. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. And I would be more than happy to answer any of your questions. Okay, let's start with this first question, which comes from a Jeremiah. Um, and it's a question about double closing. I'm not going to explain double closing because it, it takes a while. So I'm just going to answer this question. No, that is not a requirement. The only reason people double close is, as a rule, they've got some exorbitant profit built into the deal that they think their buyer is going to balk at. So they try to keep it a secret by doing a double close. I never double closed except on apartment complexes. Um, I always disclosed all of my fees up front, which you really have to do, or you can get yourself in trouble. So, Jeremiah, don't worry about the double close. Disclose your fees, and you shouldn't have to do that. All right. Phone lines are open 281 558 5738 281 558 KSEV. This next question comes from Joseph. <laughs> Love it. This guy has built a duplex, and this is kind of more of a statement, but Joseph, thank you for sharing. He kind of tenant proofed the duplex by putting in, um, I don't see the type of flooring, but no carpet whatsoever, high-grade appliances, high-grade plumbing fixtures, everything super high-grade. Joseph, that is exactly what you should do. Now, you don't want to go too high because quality does not increase after a certain point. Durability does not increase after a certain point. You reach a certain point where now you're paying for style, design, a name. So be cautious of that. Just make sure you're put, I think based off of this, these paragraphs, you did what I'm saying, which is you went with the highest quality, but not the most expensive. Because again, all of you got to understand that $500 faucet is no higher quality than the $100 faucet. But it is higher quality than the $19 faucet. <laughs> There's a point where price does not increase quality. Okay. But great job, Joseph. I really like your strategy. Um, making it perfect, you're going to be able to attract the perfect tenants. Um, you're doing it right, Joseph. Good luck. Okay. This is from Jimmy. Ooh, he cut down a tree, knocked down the power lines. Um, yeah, I to be honest with you, Jimmy, 3,000 sounds pretty fair to me. 
Um, but you shouldn't be paying that. Your tree guy should be paying that. Hopefully you haven't paid him um, the balance of whatever you owed him, but it may not have even been a $3,000 job. Um, but yeah, that, that doesn't sound like that much. I don't have a lot of experience with it, but good Lord, just the risks involved in putting those back up sounds like 3K. So I wouldn't complain too much. You know, if you want to, you could get an attorney and fight it, but I think that's a waste of time. Waste of time. All right, Jimmy. Switch, switch tree, guys, <laughs> for sure. Okay, this next one is short-term rental occupancy is falling. This is Airbnb. Hmm. I'm not sure if this is a major... Ooh, 8.6. I just realized how big a number that is. What's happening, Matt, is everybody on TV is telling people to stop spending, stop traveling, don't buy new cars because there's a recession coming. Well, last I heard, when people stop spending, stop traveling, and stop buying new cars, that causes a recession. So I'm not sure where the recession comes from, whether it's really from bad decisions by the government or if it's from us panicking or probably a combination. So, yes, if I were in Airbnb, I would have a plan B, and that would be an annual lease. So if this is nationwide, short-term rental occupancy rates fell by 8.6%, in May alone, that is massive. That is huge. That is something to worry about. So make sure you got a plan B to get those things leased on year leases if it dries up completely. And if these people on TV have their way, it will. So it very well could drop dramatically some more as we head into the recession. All right, good luck, Matt. Okay. Phone lines are open 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV. Here's a multifamily question. Um, I'm going to have to answer this afterward because this is about 20 paragraphs. Let me see if there's any, a question in the first paragraph. If you would... Oh, I see. You got to give me all the details. Maybe it's in the last paragraph. You know, Joe, based off of what you're telling me, this cap rate, 3.5%, by the time you go in with a 6% interest rate like we have now, or five and a quarter, 5.75, whatever. Um, This deal's not going to fund. I think you better call your bank immediately before you proceed any further or waste any more time on this deal. This seller's going to need to come down on their price 10 or 15%. But, Joe, 
that's happening on a regular basis right now. But yeah, this this guy's going to have to come off his price 10 or 15% for this deal to work. I just don't think there's a bank that's going to fund this. And you don't want them to. I don't think this deal will cash flow, bro. So uh, I'll email you back and we can email back and forth to make sure you understand this, Joe. Um, yeah, there's a lot of mistakes in this email, Joe. Sorry for the sales pitch, but you really should take my Saturday class because there's a lot of indications that this either your agent or your seller is giving you misinformation. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Please remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investing advice. Always get a professional opinion before making any investment decisions. To find out more about coaching and consulting at Total Wealth Academy, visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend one of our free sample classes on real estate investing. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.